listeners, welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy. Your host for today's episode is Andy Steiger as he sits down with some new friends, Nathan and Juniper, as they share this incredible story of their coming to faith in a podcast that we're calling Why the Church? Why God? Why Christianity? Why the church? Before we get into that episode, just a quick reminder, November 3rd and 4th, we will be in Burlington, Ontario at Glad Tidings Church for our upcoming Apologetics Canada conference. You can head to our events page, apologeticscanada.com slash events for more details. There is still room. You can still register. And we hope to see you guys there. But that's all from me. Enjoy the podcast. Everyone, welcome to the AC Podcast. This is Andy Steiger, and I am joined today by my very special guests, Nathan and Juniper. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, We're going to be talking about a subject that I'm speaking on coming up here with with a bunch of pastors on the topic of why church. And I have been in conversation recently with Nathan and Juniper and wanted to share their story and they were willing to to come on and to share their story so thank you guys for being brave enough because i think it's important for people to hear those stories of of how people are answering that question of why church and and why people come to faith and uh, how they come to faith and if i understand correctly and as we get into things here nathan you've been a christian for a year uh yeah we both have actually Basically, we came to faith at the same time, but uh, independently of each other, just by the Holy Spirit, I guess. Yeah, and which I thought was so interesting because you you told me that there was this moment, and we're gonna so we'll kind of give the spoiler and then we'll back up. But you said that there was this moment that you told Juniper, "Hey, I'm a Christian," and then if I understand correctly, she looks at you and goes, "Hey, I'm a Christian too." <laughs> yeah, basically, is how the conversation went. Yeah. <laughs> okay so where do you guys want to start do you want to start with juniper's story or with with yours nathan which would be the best one to start with i kind of started around a year ago like nathan um i was going through some like health issues having anxiety um depression just just a lot of overwhelming feelings and just feeling a kind of lost um feeling out of control of my situation feeling like one of my what can I do trying to do all the things that I could do to like fix my situation and nothing was working. My manager at my job currently is Christian and would talk about it sometimes be like, so you believe that like Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected and like died and came back to life. And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, how do you like believe that? And she's like, it just takes time. Like it takes like, it's a long journey of like um, faith and you know, a Christian life. Did you grow up in a Christian family? No. What did you have any experience of church when you were younger? Kind of like my auntie was Christian. Like I have a, my side, my dad's side of the family is definitely more Christian. Um, and I do have, I have some family members who are, but I wasn't very close with them. And I went to Sunday school a few times in my life. Okay. You're at work, you're going through a difficult moment, time in your life. Mm-hmm. But you're hearing about this Jesus guy who defeated death, and you're like, hey, this is this, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. I was like, okay, interesting. Um, and the questions just became just longer and longer of, you know, what Jesus was about and who he was and what Christianity is. And my friend Amanda, who is also my manager, is just just such a friendly, loving, just like so happy person. And she's just really like contagious to be around. So I was like, what does she have? Like, what's in the water? Like, why is she so happy? You know? And, 
and then we she told me like you come to church and so then it took a few months of that of like um thinking about going to church and then not and then like starting to read the bible and then you know not understanding it at all like I would open up a bible app on my phone and like I'd be like this is gibberish like this makes no sense to me I'm like trying to read it and I'm like I don't know but I was curious I was really curious and like what, what wanted... part of the bible did you read were you in the old testament new testament genesis like oh, oh it just started <laughs> at the beginning right yeah <laughs> I was to genesis and I was like you know interest it was an interesting story but I was like it's, like it just didn't click with me and I didn't understand Jesus obviously um because that's was in the new testament and so where am i now now you were dating you two were dating at this time did you talk if i understand correctly and did you talk to nathan about this or you just kept this to yourself i'm not super good with timelines because it was a little bit ago but it was i was telling him about my anxieties and stuff and he actually just opened up a bible at one point and just started reading just like a could because a few months prior we went to this um thing at the parliament building in victoria and someone gave us a bible actually a small little bible and he just took it like nathan just took it and then fast forward to this moment when i was having anxiety he just grabbed the bible that was given to us prior and just opened it and was like anxiety you know, reading parts of the Bible that helps with anxiety. He's like, does that help? And I'm like, no, I don't know what he's, what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and so that's what kind of when it started. So we would kind of talk about it and be like, you should read the Bible. It's, you know, has good um, lessons in it, basically, he'd say. And I'd be like, well, I'm interested. And that's kind of how it kind of was snowballing, where I was like, I'm interested. I want to learn. I want to know, but I don't understand. My eyes aren't open yet. Mm-hmm. to what it, what the words are actually saying. You know? you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I tell people that being a, like following after Jesus is, is like riding a bike. Uh, you, it might be frustrating at first cause you're trying to like ride this thing. You're like, I see other people riding a bike, but every time I get on it, I like, mm-hmm. it just seems weird and I fall down and, and I'm told to get back up and try again sort of thing because mm-hmm. there is a quality of relationships that's like that, right? That you have to, to if you to get to know somebody you have to put the work in it's not like it's just going to be magically all of a sudden i i have this sort of this knowledge and can ride the bike sort of thing do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. you had to be hungry and i was hungry for it because i see these people and they were so happy and i was like okay where is this and now i know it's salvation i was like where does this come from and how do i get there you know and i wanted to get there Tell me about the first time you went to church. It was so good. It oh, was like, really? Yeah, it was so good. Um, the church that we go to now is a Pentecostal church. It's really like full of the spirit and it's just like really loving. And the message is always so like, not always, but like they're all like, they're pretty like on point with their messages and the worship is great. And it's just like, it was just really welcoming. And I felt like I could go back it was really nice i think that's such an important point when i've talked with people over the years that have gone to church they they often tell me that your greeters are like some of your most important people at the church right mm-hmm. like when you're coming into this new building and into a new situation that, that can be a little awkward to be honest uh to to have a friendly face that's welcoming you and inviting you into community was that important to you 
yeah, it was surprising because it was, like the first time I went there is like there is two greeters um, in the front doors and they have their signs and they're like, welcome to coastline. And they're like, so happy to see you. And you know, it just, it is what well, was really welcoming. Yeah, and just to paint a picture about this particular church, it's uh, coming from a Presbyterian background. It was like completely a culture shock because it's kind of a more modern church. It's a bigger congregation. They kind of have like, you know, services with up to like, I think probably like five, over 500 people, you know, and they have a big stage with some, with a graphic that they can put the verses up and sing along to the songs with, which is a huge part of it, which something that just was like not anything for me. So I was actually a bit skeptical when she was talking about this church. I was like, oh gosh, you're at one of these churches, you know, but uh, yeah, but that was what, that was probably the main thing was the church that really kind of, uh, the spirit of that church really kind of infected her. Mm-hmm. So that's why we kind of had different avenues where she was infected by the church first. And then she started to use that to start learning and hearing the sermons and the messages and learning more about the Bible. And me, mm-hmm. I kind of started with the kind of more uh, just like kind of rational and logistical questions about how this could actually be and like really started considering like, could this be true? And then I went to church through her afterwards. Like she led me back into church. I know from our conversations, Nathan, you've told me, apologetics was a big part of you coming to faith because you wanted to understand what Christianity is about, but also you want to know that it's true uh, and not just wishful thinking. Right. Yeah. So like many people probably my age uh, or during an era, there, there was a movie that came out. It's probably infamous now amongst Christians called Zeitgeist. And they had made a bunch of like yeah. uh, comparisons of Christ and how he was uh, all the, just like a fake deity and like all this stuff. And I kind of, now I'm embarrassed to admit that I just accepted that storyline without even like verifying whether any of it was true. I just like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. You know, 2000 years, you know, it all kind of like uh, makes sense if you just take it at face value. But yeah, once I read the gospels, uh, I started to have a different feeling and I became more curious of if these claims were true and apologetics, like you said, was like one of those things where I would find answers to these questions and find out, that they were actually wrong, not just a little bit either, just like completely wrong. And that was really surprising to me. And that's what really kind of led me down to this. I think mm-hmm. it's so interesting that your stories uh, are, are, are like represent two different ways. I often see people coming to Jesus, like Juniper yours was more being led by your heart. And mm-hmm. it would seem Nathan, you were more being led by your head, not to say, or your mind, but not to say that your heart and mind weren't both involved, but there was definitely an emphasis, it seems, on one more than the other in both of your stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have a little bit of an age gap. So the thing is that we relate. Like the thing I really love about Juniper is just her spirit and her heart and her joyfulness. And it's something that reminds me of when I was like a bit younger. And I had that too, but I think I had gotten kind of like this hardened heart and this, you know, like you know, thought I was like smart or something, you know, or too afraid to admit something kind of, I guess it's pride. I guess it stops you when you get a bit older. You're like, I can't believe in that. That's nobody believes in that, you know, but once you get through that pride, which she definitely helped me with and that's, yeah, she, yeah. I wouldn't be going to church if it wasn't for her actually still, I might, I would still be a believer, but uh, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be as involved in the church as I am now without her. So She's kind of brought me back to that childhood, kind of like you were saying, the 
beard of your heart and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting how we kind of need each other in those ways that some need to help us to, to lean more with our heart and others need to help us lean more with our heads and we, you know, our minds and we can, we can help each other. Mine was kind of like a mix of the two. Uh, when I was younger, I, I became convinced that life was meaningless and I mm -hmm. didn't, uh, I didn't really want to talk about it cause I didn't, I was afraid I would infect other people that, that they would learn from me that, that this was all meaningless. And, and I'd rather mm -hmm. that they just uh, live in, in their naive uh, state uh, and I didn't, didn't want to, you know, open them up to this terrible reality that I had unfortunately uh, come to. But it was interesting because when my mom, as my mom came to faith and, and as I watched her life transformed by the gospel, that opened me up going, hey, maybe there's actually something here. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. life does have meaning because it seems to be uh, I'm seeing it in her. So it's kind of interesting, Juniper, in some ways, you, that's what you were seeing, right? Mm -hmm. You're seeing in your friend, somebody who had meaning and purpose and walking in a relationship with God. And it made a, you know, it makes a big difference. What, what Juniper kind of led you to putting your trust in Jesus and, in, and, in, you know, really calling yourself a Christian? Um, I would say it was just one simple night that happened when I prayed to Jesus and I said, take these burdens off of me. And I, it was a simple prayer. And I said, Jesus, like, I want to be yours. Take these burdens off of me. And it was just a trusting that I, it was a building up. And then I was like, you know what? I was watching like sermons online. And I was just like, these just watching things, filling myself up with um, people who believe. And I was like, I want to believe. And I just said, and I just prayed. And I said, Jesus, I'm here. And Ever since then, my life has been changed. That's amazing. What about you, Nathan? What what moment was it for you that it's kind of that dividing line when you took that step of trust? Um, I had started to really consider the fact that there was such a thing as good and evil, and I started to take it more seriously. And then I started to see who was on the side of evil and what would be the counter to that. And that always kept pointing back to Jesus himself. Like every answer was like, back to Jesus. I kind of described, because we're actually discipling uh, one of our neighbors now who's interested in Christianity, and she's kind of frustrated about not knowing if she can believe it. This So having a similar experience, I said, you know, it's kind of like a brick that's just like not sitting quite right in the wall, and one day it just kind of like slides in. It's like not like a big mm -hmm. eureka moment or anything. It's just like suddenly you're just like, oh, it's true. Oh, I believe in that faith. And that, that happened to me when I read the Gospel of John. I was home. I was pretty kind of, uh, I think it was pretty sad that day, but I didn't have anything to do. So I just, I had this little just independent Gospel of John. So I just read the whole thing in a day and I literally was weeping the entire time. As soon as I read John 1, 1, and I just was like, that's how, that's how it works. Like I was just, the Holy Spirit just like revealed the whole truth to me about how Jesus was the actual incarnate word of God. And, and I just was like, holy cow. And it just was mind blowing. And I weeped all day. I wrote like a, I wrote like a huge sermon and essay on it. And I read it to her and then she started weeping when she came home from work. And so, yeah, that was the day for sure for me that it all just slid into play. Was that kind of this moment for you, that crossroads in your stories where you're like, I became a Christian and I became a Christian. We were both 
saying that we were Christian before that because we were dedicated to uh, following this path. So that gotcha. was a little bit before, but this was like the moment I can say for a hundred percent that my faith yeah. was like sealed, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally, I understand that because it is, there is this process to it. It's for some people, it can be this one time moment, but often it's, it's, there's layers to, to that story. Let me ask you guys a question about, you know, per, I'll start with you, Nathan, because I, I kind of already asked Juniper, but what was your thoughts about church when you went? Did you think this was weird, interesting? And then how did your view of church change? So, yeah, I've been thinking about this question a little bit because um, Juniper will admit I was quite reluctant to go to church. And I was pretty, especially when I, she was telling me the type of worship they did. And I was kind of like skeptical of that kind of the more modern uh, Christianity because I had come from a Presbyterian background. So, you know, it's pretty um, traditional. Yeah. Traditional is a good word. And so for me a church really was just like a building. It's kind of like a building that you wore a dress shirt in and went just so grandma didn't get upset. You know, like our family wasn't (laughs) like, there was no spirit there in a lot of ways. It was more solemn and, you know, just kind of like a more somber mood. Uh, even the sermons and the way the pastor delivered them was like a very kind of somber vibe. And so as a kid, for me, the church was just a building. I didn't actually understand what the what church was in its entirety, you know. And I think mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. And I think that's what a lot of people think when they hear the word church. They just think of the building. And even when they were kids and they probably went, well, as soon as they hear the word church, they're just thinking building because they're not thinking of the active part of it or what it actually represents and I, I actually was, I didn't know, I didn't even know that definition until recently. And so, yeah, so my view of church, so when I started, <clears throat> sorry, let me back up there. So I didn't really know what church was uh, in the in the terms of it being a extension of Christ's body and a house of God and whatnot. Um, so when I first started to become a Christian, instead of going to church, what I would do is I started to kind of just take a Sabbath day. You know, I would uh, just uh, kind of take a day completely, no technology, and just read the Bible only. And anything. It had to be everything associated with God. That was like my church that I was personally doing um, as a commitment to God. Um, and, and, that, and that stemmed from, because I wasn't really that sure about what church to go to. I was learning about the denominations, and I didn't even, you know, so there was a lot to unpack for me. Um, but it wasn't until she kind of forced me to go that I started to, you know, I just let my guard down and said, let's just, yeah, I'll go. I listened to the sermons and I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, you know, not saying anything outrageous. They're actually like scripturally sound as far as I know. Even being a new Christian, there was nothing that was alarming or sensationalist, you know? Yeah. Which um, I think that, that's so important though, right? Because like you, you got to be asked, you want to ask, well, what are they teaching? And is this, is it true to, to God's word? Is it true to the Bible? Is it true to the person of Jesus and what, what he taught? Just a point of clarification, mm-hmm. Juniper, was this, this church, was it the church your friend went to? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's the same church, yeah. Her grandpa was even a pastor there, wasn't he, at one point or something? Um, or there's one a, of the elders or something? At the church in Comox, oh, yeah. up, to, up, to, okay. up Island. Okay. One of the things that Jesus talks a lot about in the gospels is that the church is a family that that Mm -hmm. we have been brought into the family of god it's one of the things i actually love about the christian faith 
is that it ex- it just expands your community and your understanding of community. Has it done that for you guys being a part of the church? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, we're just starting to step out into it because it is a bigger church, so you have to kind of find these smaller groups. I've just joined the production team there because I have a film background, so I'm helping them with their production of their uh, sermons and their online delivery of it and any outside productions that they do like interviews and testimonies and stuff like that so i've just started helping there mm-hmm. and we've definitely found friends there mm-hmm. i got baptized there she got baptized there yeah oh, that's awesome when did you get baptized five months ago yeah, in the middle of the summer sometime. yeah yeah that's awesome you know that's such an important point though you can easily go to church and go participate and go home and never experience the community of it community is something you have to you got to put yourself out there yeah well i found funny enough i it was definitely the holy spirit led but i actually have a women's bible study that i go to every tuesday um from just a friend of a a friend and just it just all worked out now i have a women's bible study i go to i feel so that's like my like little group i have Mm -hmm. that i have like a group chat with them and like we pray for each other every week and we have like a study that we do and so that's, I feel like it's something that fills me up along with going to church. Cause I feel for me, I need both. I need a commu- small community that are believers and then bigger community where you feel like, you know, at least for me, my going to church, I like to worship and, you know, everybody's around worshiping and praising God and going, listening together, believing the same thing in a larger group is also important to me as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree. In fact, I see those as the same thing, right? That. You know, mm-hmm. one is a larger community, you know, and one is, is a smaller where, and, and, you know, I think it's important, like you're saying, that we have those smaller groups that we know what's going on in each other's lives, that we can pray for each other, walk mm-hmm. with each other through those different, different, difficult moments in our lives. Cause this is part that's interesting. Cause so you guys are currently at a big church, it sounds like, and some churches mm-hmm. are small, some are big, uh, but it's like whatever church you go to, if it's a big church, you, you need to find those, those smaller pockets that you can be known and you can know other people as you participate uh, in each other's lives. Where, and, and, but, I, but I mean, that's one of the things I think is beautiful too about the bigger church is that although you have these bigger moments, we can, in, in you know, say, for example, worship, where it's you know, it's, it's many people, but together we're one voice as we're participating in relationship with God, with each other and, you know, doing life, uh, with each other in both a big setting and, and in a smaller setting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll tell a funny story about the church. Cause they do like, like I said, I was a bit skeptical of the music or whatever. And, and I still had a little bit of pride hanging on of whether I should like, you know, cause some people are putting their hands up and th- again, this is very foreign to me. Yeah. And and I started to think as I'm as everyone's singing, like you're saying, like the entire place is singing one voice except me. I'm just there kind of silently praying. And and I just started to have this imagination or this vision that imagine Jesus was on his throne at the front of the room and everyone's praising him as they should be. And then he's looking around the room and everyone he's I was like, would he be upset with this? No, he'd be upset. And then I imagined him just looking at me not singing and being like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> I just thought that'd be funny. That was just kind of a funny thought experiment I had. That like, yeah, it's okay to praise like this because, of course, you would praise if he was here in the room. I would be doing so. So why won't, wouldn't I? You know. To me, I see singing and praying 
and those sorts of things is, is back to that kind of riding the bike thing where mm-hmm. I, I like I get it. it it's it, it can be awkward to pray out loud for the first time, you know, or to pray with other people because we're just not we're not used to that. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that because that honestly, we're not used to being in community with each other. Like breaking community comes naturally to us. Building community does not. We have to we have to learn to do it. We suck at it, to be quite honest. Right. I mean, that's that's one of the points of the Bible is we need relationship with God. We need relationship with each other. And we're terrible at both. Uh, but when we come to Jesus, he's like, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you to be to be in, in relationship. It's funny, you know, Nathan, I'll share one of my own stories. Like for me, some worship songs will you'll sing. You'll actually say that, you know, I, I, I lift my hand or something to that effect. And I'm like, I like made a pact with myself. I'm like, I am not going to sing that unless I'm going to act on it. <laughs> you know, uh, that's where I do get a little awkward with some songs where it's about dancing and you're like, okay, some cultures are much more open with their public dancing than, than in the West. We're not quite there, but it's interesting because, because the idea of raising your hand is actually symbolic of agreement. It's saying, no, I, I, I agree uh, with this. And so that's one of the things I have to remind myself. I'm like, okay, do I agree with this? And it's like, yes, I do. Well, I can, I can raise my hand to that. I can, right. I can. Praise the Lord in in this moment that this is true. Yes, that's that's kind of exactly what was my internal self as well that I'm going through. So, well, you're not you're you're not alone. <laughs> I did say one more thing about the bigger church too. Everyone's probably tired of even hearing it, but coming out of COVID, we were quite isolated because neither of us are really from where we live on Vancouver Island, and neither of us are from here. So during that time, things got pretty isolated here, especially because we we're on an island not able to travel back easily and stuff like that to family and, and just kind of going to a place where you net. And during that time, you just felt like no one probably felt like they belonged anywhere. Right. And so the church, even the bigger one really just kind of reminded us how many people there is in this city, actually, that like, there's a huge group of people. It's not just like a few random people who are Christians. It's like, no, there's like a giant body of Christ here in Vancouver Island. And that kind of like encourages us to, strong yeah that's it that's such an interesting point that it encouraged you to realize that there's a bigger community than you were aware of mm-hmm. that that's actually encouraged me too as i've done work across the you know across the world where you you're serving elsewhere in the world and you realize man they 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 love the same jesus i love i'm a i'm a part of a bigger family you know than than i realize and why and that's one of the beautiful parts i think of the church as well is seeing God at work in other people's lives. So I just want to say thank you guys for sharing your story. It is so encouraging just to hear those stories of God, you know, doing a work in your life and what I can learn from that. Because, uh, you know, in your story, one of the takeaways from me is I thought, how cool is it that somebody had the courage to come up to you and give you a Bible? Uh, mm-hmm. And that you didn't that you didn't know you needed that Bible, but it, it was a seed and it was there was this moment that, God used that and and to see how that's blessed you. I know you two are engaged and that when when do we have a date for the wedding? No, not yet. We're trying to figure it out, but quickly, hopefully. <laughs> okay. I'll, November, yeah. Well, just praying God's blessings uh over you and as you continue to to follow him. Uh Juniper, was there anything else that you wanted to share or you feel like uh that that was, no, that that, yeah, I feel like that was a good conversation we had. 
feel inspired and yeah, ready to spread the word. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you guys for being willing to uh, share your story. And I pray that it encourages uh, other people. You know, one of the things that I, I often hear from people is, you know, they they have this this fear of just telling other people about Jesus. And I think sometimes you need to let that fear be conquered by the realization that the need is so great in people's lives mm-hmm. and they, they need Jesus. It reminds me of this one story. I mean, I'll end with this. I was talking to this girl recently. Uh, it's actually, it's actually, it wasn't recent. My family always drives me crazy because I'll say this was recent. And they're like, Andy, that was like two years ago. So this was a couple of years ago, but it was this girl who came to Canada from Brazil and Juniper, she had a very similar moment to you. It was like almost identical where there was stuff going on in her life and she was in desperate need of help and didn't know where to go. And through a number of circumstances, found herself in church and by the power of God, uh, the, the Holy Spirit just did an, a work in her as she encountered Jesus and it, and it changed her life. And she was here in Canada and she had a, a Canadian roommate. And as soon as she encountered Jesus, she went to her roommate and she noticed that her roommate was always gone on Sundays. She didn't know where her roommate was going, but she figured, you know what? I don't know what my roommate does on Sundays, but I, I'm going to invite my roommate to, to church because she, she needs to encounter this Jesus like I've encountered. Well, she tells her roommate, her roommate's like, I'm, I am a Christian. You know, I, I, I go to church every Sunday. And, and this, this girl from Brazil was like, what on earth? Why did you never tell me about Jesus? Like, <laughs> we lived together. And if you only knew how desperately uh, I needed him. Yeah, no, it's true. That's why you should always talk about the gospel, because you never know mm-hmm. whose just ears are going to be open. Mm-hmm. even someone over here like yeah for both of us i think it was a very subtle beginning and it just like it got louder and louder mm-hmm. and you know before we knew it we were like engulfed in it you know so yeah it's important to just keep the word out there mm-hmm. yeah i mean the easiest thing for me to do which sounds kind of hard but how i get to people is like at work i pray for people like with them and i say you're going through something i'm like can i pray with you and like that's how I get in with people, or like that's how I spread the gospel. Because yeah. for me, like Jesus, and they're like, "What?" You know. <laughs> but for me, for praying, I can say, "I'm gonna pray for you," and then that hopefully, in my mind, that's how I can get them to maybe start thinking about why did this person pray for me? What was this prayer like? They prayed in Jesus' name. You know, I'm feeling better. Maybe let's. I want to look into this more. You know. So I pray that that helps people. Yeah, I love that. Get people a Bible, pray for them, invite them to church, mm-hmm. tell them about Jesus. Again, thank you guys for just sharing your story. What an encouragement it is to me. I hope it's encouragement to those of you listening. Thank you for listening to AC Podcast. This has been a ministry of Apologetics Canada. We will come back next week with more things to think about. Until then, love God, love people. Bye for now. It's the AC Podcast. Podcast.